As you may know, every priest was first ordained a deacon, which means that every priest has received the sacrament of, of holy orders twice. I don't know if many of you have ever had the opportunity to attend an ordination. If not, I encourage you to maybe look for an opportunity to do that at some point in your life. It's a very beautiful thing to witness. And in the course of the ordination mass, there are always solemn promises that the man about to be ordained, the ordinand, makes before the bishop and the people who are gathered there in the cathedral. It's interesting that in these two different ordination masses, that of a deacon and that of a priest, the promises are all different because they have to do with the particular office that the man is about to receive by the grace of holy orders, except for one promise that is repeated that every one of us priests has made now twice, and that is the promise of obedience. We kneel before the archbishop and place our hands between his, and he asks, do you promise respect and obedience to me and to my successors? Apparently, obedience is a very important thing. It's something the church wants to make sure we understand as we take up our, our ministry. But obedience is not just something for those who are ordained. Obedience is one of those virtues of the Christian life that you and I are all, every person is called to live in our lives. And this virtue of obedience comes out very much as a theme in our readings today on this feast of the Holy Family. The family is that place where we first learn and practice all the different virtues of the Christian life, including this virtue of obedience. We heard about it very clearly in our second reading about Abraham, which spoke about Abraham's faith and his willingness to obey God, even to the point of being willing to sacrifice his own son Isaac at the command of the Lord. And then in the gospel, obedience is all over the place. We have the, the child Jesus, who still at this point is just a little infant, but at the end of the gospel, we're told that he grew and became strong. And as Jesus grew, he practiced this virtue of obedience in the Holy Family. He obeyed St. Joseph and Our Lady as his earthly parents. And you also see the adult Mary and Joseph here in the gospel practicing the virtue of obedience. They were obeying the Jewish law in bringing their son, now 40 days old, to the temple to present him to the Lord. And then you have this elderly Simeon, who also is living this virtue of obedience. He had been told in prayer by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he had beheld the Messiah. And so in obedience, he faithfully carried out his ministry, waiting for that day. And now it comes. And you hear this obedient spirit of Simeon when he says, Now, Lord, let your servant go in peace. Now give me permission to die in peace, because your word has been fulfilled in my life. From that little child, Jesus, to the adult Mary and Joseph, to the elderly Simeon, Everyone is practicing obedience. The gospel shows us that this is really something for the whole of our life. And obedience certainly is not an easy virtue to live. The pride that often dominates our lives because we are fallen and we are affected by original sin 
that pridefulness constantly tempts us to want to be the masters of our lives, to not have to bow in obedience to anyone else. To obey is often a very real form of mortification, a putting to death of our ego in order to be led by someone else who has authority over us. But obedience, hard as it is, also is very freeing. When I live my life in a spirit of obedience, I'm freed from the burden and the pressure of having to figure things out for myself and from the risk of getting it all wrong. I still remember quite vividly the day of my ordination as a deacon when I knelt down before Archbishop Burke and placed my hands in his and he asked me that question and I responded, I do. And in that very moment, I felt in my heart this deep joy and freedom, realizing that now I didn't have to worry and fret and be anxious about what God's will was for me because I knew what God's will was for me by wherever the archbishop sent me. There was such freedom in that. If we live obedience as this virtue that the Lord calls us to embrace in our lives, it has the power to give us a deep joy and freedom in our lives. Consider all the places where you and I are called to live the virtue of obedience. If you're a child, still dependent on your parents, you're called to obey your parents. If you're a student, you're called to obey your teachers and the rules of your school. And then as we grow, our obedience continues as citizens. We are called to obey the just laws of the state and those who have the authority to enforce them. As employees, we're called to obey our employers. As Catholics, we're called to obey the church and her shepherds who hold authority in the church. And as creatures, above all, we are all called to obey the laws of God. The only thing that ever gets us out of obedience to an earthly authority is if something is commanded of us by that human authority that very clearly and explicitly contradicts the law of God, which is revealed to us, especially in the Ten Commandments. But otherwise, short of that, you and I are called to obey those who have a legitimate authority over us. Where in your life do you struggle to live this virtue? Where does that pride still fight within you against this call to accept the wisdom and the guidance of those who hold authority over you? Today, as we ponder the obedience of the Holy Family, as we ponder above all this great mystery of the humility of God himself, who became obedient to his own creatures, Jesus obedient to Mary and Joseph. Let's allow their holy example to inspire us to seek to live this virtue of obedience in our lives. And let us also take heart from the truth that we are not alone on our own. We always fall short of living up to the high standard that God sets for us, but we're not alone. Our Lord offers us grace. He gives us his grace in the sacraments and in our prayer. 
so that we can draw from him strength, help to live the virtues that he calls us to live. Let's draw from his grace the strength and the resolve to grow in the virtue of obedience so that we might also grow in that experience of joy and freedom that obedience can bring. St. Patrick, pray for us.